Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi Fi all over the house, even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite. Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall to wall Wi Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. LA. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. We've got NBA playoff basketball for the first time in a couple of weeks, Chris. We've got meaningful hoops where we can actually trust that both teams are going for the W's. We did not have that necessarily in all of the eight games times 22 uh, previously. It's great to have some live sports back. We've got a lot of good, good stuff here. Football's coming back in 24 days. We've got NBA basketball. We've got NHL postseason hockey. We've got baseball games that we're already about halfway through the season. So let's bring in my co-host, Chris Lowe, here. Let's talk about it all, Chris. I know you're going to talk about a little bit of baseball from a couple weeks ago. We've got some great NBA picks as well. How are you doing today, Chris? I can't believe we're halfway through a baseball season. It doesn't even make any sense uh, to say that, but it is what it is. I guess at least there's baseball being played. It'd be better than no baseball being played, um, and I guess that's a unique thing. I just, I've said this before. I just hope they don't kind of permanently adopt some of these silly things like seven-inning doubleheaders and you know, the man on second thing, uh, just not not what makes baseball unique to me and not the reason I'm drawn to baseball. You know, if I want to watch stuff like that, I can watch the NBA, I can watch arena football. I, I hope baseball kind of stays true to what it is. But yeah, I got to lament two weeks ago, the uh, first game of that Giants-Dodgers series where we had score in the first inning and uh, the Giants had at the top one, had a guy on second. Longoria flies out, couldn't get a base hit, and then the freaking Dodgers have guys on second and th- leadoff walk and then end up with second and third and nobody out, and we get three straight pop flies to end the inning. Lose that one in super frustrating fashion, and then later on I had the the over nine for the total in the game, and it, it ended up being a push, but should have easily gone over when the Dodgers, I think it was like the sixth or seventh inning, the Dodgers had the bases juiced with nobody out against a uh, Giants pitching staff that was was really erratic and could only plate one run. Just absolutely killer. Should have won both those bets, ended up pushing and losing one. So the way betting goes sometimes. All right, well, you can lament on that one, but did you have money on the Bucks when they were favored by 19 points? And it was the (laughs) third biggest NBA upset of all time when Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo didn't play the entire second half. Did you have money on that one? No, like, no, like I did me? not. <laughs> when you so have, I you have uh, that's like the one where you got uh, you know uh, Middleton to have over two and a half three pointers, and he hits two three pointers in the first five minutes of the game, and then doesn't play the rest of the game. Do you want to kill yourself? So yeah, I mean, look, I I think we cautioned it on this last podcast, which was already a couple weeks ago, about a week and a half ago. Um, I think we both came out really hot that opening weekend of the NBA, but. That's when you knew, you know, kind of what teams were doing, and and I don't think we've ever really seen anything like this. Obviously, there's 
you know, resting superstars, load management. That happens in every sport at the end of the seasons for the teams that have already clinched playoff spots. I mean, the Bucks, the Lakers, they, they clinched the number one seeds very early on in that eight-game seeding tournament. However, um, you don't always know how badly teams want to play and how, how, how much they're going to rest their stars. And in that particular game, they were a huge favorite over the Nets, who are very undermanned. The Nets came out hot, and uh, the Bucks kind of just pulled out and uh, in the second half and didn't really care about winning that game. And, you know, a lot of people lost a lot of money in that one. I'm sure some people, some sharp players won a lot of money in that one as well. But um, it's kind of why we caution. Let's let's take a, a timeout here. You know, we don't know the motivations for teams. We don't know how much guys are going to play. Um, and really, late last week, I, I started taking unders on players, knowing that uh, there's a good chance that a lot of these guys get rested. And if you just take them across the board, you're going to hit more than you're not. So, um Tough losses are a part of gambling, and uh, that's why we do this, because it makes the wins that much more fun. Exciting stuff to be had. All right, again, this is Believe in Betting LA, episode 51. You can follow me on Twitter at smaxwell713. Chris is at Rock and Stag Capital is at Stag Cap. You can follow all the Believe Podcast Network at Believe.com. It's B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And once again, we're about a year into this podcast, episode 51. Uh, I think we started doing this late last July. So stick with us. We're going to have some great football stuff coming up here. Unfortunately, it'll be watered down college football. We'll definitely have some good football for you all the time. And, of course, basketball is really just getting going here as well. We are available wherever you choose to get your podcast from. That includes iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHearts. And, of course, check out some of those other great Believe Podcast Network podcasts. There's some great ones coming out all the time. Whatever your favorite team is, favorite college, if you like gambling, if you like fantasy football, there's something there for everyone. All right, without further ado, Chris, let's get right into it here. We're recording this, full disclosure, Monday, August 17th in the afternoon. The Clippers play in about three and a half hours. So, unfortunately, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be too late for any of the day one NBA action. I was 2-0 in my first two bets, Chris. I took the Nuggets in a live bet late in the fourth quarter, and they were down. I took the over in that game as well. Both of those hit. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about the hometown, number one seed, Los Angeles Lakers. They are facing the Red Hot Portland Trailblazers and Chris, of any t- number one seed I can ever recall in NBA history to uh, to run into this type of challenge. Number one, the Blazers are hot. They had a lot to play for. Getting, uh, you know, They had to win a lot of games, including a couple down the stretch there, the playing game and the game against the Nets, uh, the last game of the eight games uh, in the seeding tournament. Just to be here, you know, they were, I think, five or six games below 500 when this thing started. They're healthy now. They got Juicy Nurkic back. They got Zach Collins back. This is a very deep team. They got LeBron's old pal Carmelo Anthony as a great role player for them, shooting those corner threes. A lot of people. There is momentum taking the Blazers. They opened up at about a four to one underdog. Went up to four twenty five. Right now, I'm seeing at plus three seventy five. So, while the Lakers are America's team, Chris, and we constantly see overvaluation on teams like the Lakers, like the Yankees, like Duke basketball, etc. This is a kind of case where if you like the Lakers, you can kind of get them at a discount here. The Lakers are still very expensive uh, overall in this series, but they're only minus 500. Usually when it's a one seed, it's going to be a lot more than that. Yep. Uh, by contrast, uh, let me go ahead and say the Bucks are minus 8,000 over the <laughs> Orlando Magic. So that's just, that's just a contrast between those two. So a lot of people really like the Blazers here. Obviously, Damian Lillard has been absolutely on fire. Who's going to guard them? The Blazers have those three big guys that they can throw at Anthony Davis. But who's going to guard LeBron? That's a very fair question that one of my friends brought up to me yesterday when I was trying to talk about this series. So I know both of us have some picks here. Let's hear from you first here, Chris. Blazers, Lakers, let's talk about game one. All right, let's talk about the series first overall, and then we'll talk about game one. Yeah, I think this is, you pointed it out. This is one of those few times that when you want to get on kind of a bandwagon team or a really popular team, 
now you can do it for what is probably not a fair price, but maybe as close as you're ever going to get to fair. Uh, I'm fading the Blazers pretty hard here. Uh, I told you all this before we started recording. They, in my opinion, have, yeah, Lillard has done some great things, and McCollum looked pretty good, but they lost to a Clippers team, free throws notwithstanding, that was trying to lose that game. They should have beaten that Clippers team by 15 points, and they lost. They should have easily handled the Nets. The Nets are a D-League team with, you know, a couple guys playing out of their minds, right, playing for contracts in the NBA sort of thing, but, like, they should have dismissed them with ease. And they just, in Memphis, they're better than Memphis. And that was a pretty close game. And you could say they're tired or what have you, but they're not traveling. There's none of that. They're all sitting in the same room. You know, they're they're back in the rooms, lying on their beds, you know, 20 minutes after the game, no big deal. And I just, I think there's too much flash to Damian Lillard scoring 61 points and, you know, them barely winning the game. It's just not, you know, it's what Jordan used to do, right? Jordan scoring 50 points and the Bulls were terrible and lost all the time. And I'm not a Lillard hater by any means, but I just don't. This is not a team that is screaming to me like they're going to come out and upset upset the Lakers. I think uh, this is exactly what LeBron likes. And if you've ever, I've never done this, but if you ever are inclined to bet one of those, how late will the series go? I think the Lakers in five games. I think Lillard does catch fire one of these games and has 48 points, and they pull one out. I do think it's a disadvantage to the Lakers to not have any real home court. Uh, especially in the NBA where that seems to really, really matter because the refs are, are rather impressionable. Uh, I would, if you at all like the Lakers and you would all want to find a reason to get your money down on them, fair price or not, like this is the time to dump to dump on them because I think the Blazers have become way overvalued because of the, the ESPN hype machine, and I think that will uh, come back down to earth here pretty quick. So if you want the Lakers, get in on the Lakers right now. Fair point. And uh, just to recap there, Chris likes the Lakers in five, which would pay out at plus 225. I have a little bit more respect for the Blazers. I'm not going to outright take them to win this series, but I think winning in six has some value. You get plus 325 there. Sweep for the Lakers is plus 350, and winning in seven is plus 475. So I do agree with you, Chris. I think this Blazers team uh, is a bit overrated right now, just the amount of publicity they've gotten and the amount of eyeballs they've received. Uh, but they do match up quite well with the Lakers. I mean, there's no doubt about that. The Lakers took two or three from them in the regular season. And, of course, as we mentioned, Joseph Nurkic did not play in any of those games. The Blazers have a deep backcourt that can score. Uh, Gary Trent led the entire bubble and three-pointers made. Uh, if they just had a Trevor Reza who opted out still on this team, I would like them a lot more because he's someone that can match up with LeBron James. But I do like LeBron a lot in this series. If you can find some props for him. Uh, go ahead and take the overs on that. Uh, I do think the unders, however, for Anthony Davis are going to be there because I do think that the Blazers are going to body up him and it's going to be a much more difficult time for him uh, than others. Um, just real quickly here, Chris, why don't you talk about the opening day of the NBA playoffs here? And it's kind of very similar to what we talked about <clears throat> is occurring in the bubble. Shooters are going off. Guys are scoring at ease. There's tons of free throws. Um, there's There's been some technical fouls. These guys are scoring. The, the over hit for that first game and uh, the Nuggets Jazz very easily, even before it went to overtime. A lot of these player props are hitting the overs. Um, guys are scoring, and I think it's just a, it's, it's an easy and it's a really fun bet to take player prop overs, especially the shooters. These guys love the theater lighting more so than the arena lighting. These guys are shooting very, very well, and I think uh, the odds makers have been a little bit slow to adjust to the higher scoring games, so I still think there's a bit of value to take overs uh, and to take certainly – uh, player prop overs as well. Sticking there with the over, I do like for this game tomorrow, game one with the Lakers. I'm going to stay away from the spread. I'm going to stay away from the money line. 
Uh, I do have two bets for it. Number one, I think over 228 and a half. I think that's going to be pretty easy. I think both teams can score. And I think both teams are going to struggle to defend at times. So I do like the over here, 228 and a half. And I do think it's going to be close enough where there's going to be some free throws at the end there to kind of push that over. I also, Chris, think the Blazers do come out hot. I think they're going to be about a two-point underdog, maybe one and a half in the first quarter. I think they're going to come out uh, having played more meaningful basketball lately than the Lakers. They're going to be more polished. They're going to be fired up. They're going to have a nice start to this game. I'm going to take them in the first quarter. Uh, however, I do think the Lakers win this game. So if you want to take them at minus five and a half, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's going to be relatively close, though. So do you have anything for game one tomorrow, Chris, for this game? Yeah, I actually, as I just pan the Blazers, I like them for the game at plus five and a half. Uh, if you can find that at even money, I found it at minus 102. I hope that a little late money comes in on the Lakers as some of the sharps wait for the Blazers to get overhyped and then jump in on the Lakers side of things that the price gets good when that happens. If you can get plus odds uh, on the Blazers plus five and a half, I like that a lot. It might even move to six. Um, then I really, really like it, especially if you're not overpaying minus 110, minus 115, because I think it will be a reasonably close game. But uh, still, of course, like the Lakers, props. Lillard under 34 and a half points. I found it at must 105 minus 105. Uh, yes, Lillard can score 60 points. Yes, he can shoot three pointers from the logo. That's great. I don't think that's going to happen here. Uh, I like him in the, you know, Lillard, uh, as much as he scores 60 points, you will, because I know this because I often lose money with him, he will then score 19 points and disappear. So I don't think he's going to disappear in this game, but 34 and a half is a lot of points. Uh, and I don't think. I don't think he's going to keep that up. Um, I also like the under four and a half three pointers for him. I found that at plus one hundred eight. So if you can get around plus one hundred five, plus one ten on that, I think that's that's a really good bet. Goes hand in hand with the under and the points. Uh, four and a half three pointers is a heck of a lot of three pointers uh, pulling up from the logo or not. I would gladly give him the logo shot if he wants to take that shot every time down the court. Please take it. We'll beat you by fifty points. So uh, don't buy into that. Like that's some. Um, some yeah he practices it but you know lebron practices full court underhand behind the back things that he hits once a year right it's it's not like it's something you should exactly be counting on uh and i echo the same thing as you anthony davis overs are going to be way way overpriced uh, i was looking it was uh, i think 31 and a half points at, at minus 134 like get the hell out of here with that um, if the Blazers know at all what they're doing they're going to use those big guys and throw them at davis i think he's going to be making more of an impact blocking, stealing, rebounding, assisting uh, than he is filling up the bucket. So I would take uh, the under on his points. Uh, if you can get around minus 105, plus 105 would be really nice on an under Davis. And to your point, Chris, I mean, we all know. Everyone on the Lakers, every fan, every Blazer knows that Damian Lowe is going to be the focal point of that offense. But there are other capable players, other capable scorers and shooters in that Blazers team and Carmelo and CJ McCollum and, and of course, Yusuf Nurkic down Nurkic, low, yeah. and, as I mentioned, Gary, Gary Trent. So I don't think that Damian Lillard is the kind of guy that's just going to force it. He's going to take what the Lakers give him. He's also a great facilitator of offense. So as you mentioned, we could definitely see a game from him where he scores, uh, you know, only 20 points, but dishes out 10, 11, 12 assists. That would not surprise me at all. I do think the Lakers are going to go uh, heavy after him. They're going to, they're definitely going to defend him. Uh, you know, stronger than, than previous teams have. And, um, you know, it's just getting out of hand to Damian Lillard hype, even though he is probably the best uh, player right now in the NBA in terms of uh, how he's scoring the ball. But things change in the NBA playoffs, as we all know. And so 
Uh, just kind of recap what we think here. I like Lakers in six. Chris like Lakers in five. Uh, Chris is also saying the Blazers plus five and a half. Correct? Did I get that right? Yep, plus five okay, and a half. And then, even, even money or better. And then we we both like Anthony Davis unders. Chris also likes Damian Lillard under scoring under four and a half three pointers. I like Blazers to cover whatever that first quarter spread is. I'm expecting it to be about a point. Or a point and a half, if you want to take money line, you can as well. And I also like the over 228 and a half in this game. All right, so that game is tomorrow evening. Again, this is Monday, August 17th. The Lakers also play again on Thursday. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Miami Heat and the Indiana Pacers here, Chris. I know uh, it's not as interesting to our listeners as, of course, the Lakers and Blazers or really any, any NBA fan. But uh, these are two teams that don't necessarily get along. They've played a lot of Really fun playoff series in the past, of course. Now the, the, the casts are much different, but uh, I just remember, you know, the Paul George and LeBron James battles, those were a lot of fun. And, um, you know, at one point, the Pacers were that next team in the East to kind of take down the Heat uh, when they were the best team in the NBA. So, game one odds. The Heat are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Money line is minus 158, 134, plus 134 for the Pacers. The over-under is 215-and-a-half. Now, for the series odds here, Chris, the Heat – are a favorite at minus 325. The Pacers are plus 250. TJ Warren, not talked about nearly as much, but he was also an incredible player in the bubble. All, obviously, he's going to have a difficult defender on him now in Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo had a great bubble performance. And Tyler Hero, rookie out of Kentucky, is playing great ball for the Heat as well. Duncan Robinson is another one of those shooters. Both him and Hero are guys that I'm going to be taking the overs on in terms of points and three-pointers made. Any strong thoughts here, Chris, on either the series or game one tomorrow night between the Miami Heat and the Indiana Pacers? I like the under. I think this game is going to be played very slowly. Uh, it is minus, not sorry, no minus. It's uh, over under 216 is what I'm looking at. Uh, the over is plus 102, the under minus 112. If I could get under 216 at like minus 110, I'd be really happy with that. I just think it's going to be a slow play game. I see a lot of a lot of Jimmy Butler very slowly bringing the ball to the court and trying to back his man down. I also like the under on TJ Warren. Butler's going to be on him. They had that little spat. Um, Butler did come out and say it's squashed. It's no big deal. You know, that was a regular season thing. This is the playoffs. Uh, but I think he's going to take it personally. I followed Jimmy Butler when he was a bull pretty closely. Uh, he is a guy who plays with a giant chip on his shoulder and I think is going to make it his personal mission to get in T.J. Warren's face and, and try and lock him down no matter what happens. That's going to be the way that he wants to affect the game the most. And by that transitive property, I would probably also take the Butler under uh, on his points, which I'm trying to find, but I can't at the moment. Um, but I just think he's going to try to affect the game on the 20 and a half points. Um, the under, although priced pretty poorly right now at minus 125, I don't want to pay that much for it, but... This feels to me like a, a Jimmy Butler, you know, 17, 18-point game at best. Uh, I think he's going to play defense, and I think this game is going to be very slowly played. So I uh, might even take a first half under as well. First quarter under uh, wouldn't be a bad one either. Those tend to be underpriced shooters or not. This this more to me just because the game is going to be played slowly. This is a boring episode. We agree pretty much across the board here. I really like all of the overs for the postseason, except for this one. When I saw yep. the 215.5 line, it definitely screamed high. You know, you compare it to uh, all these other ones. I mean, it's definitely lower, certainly, than the Lakers at 228.5 tomorrow or uh, the Bucks Magic are 224.5. I definitely think, you know, this game is being respected as, as two teams that try to prioritize 
defense. Now, both these teams have scorers as well. I mean, obviously, we talked about T.J. Warren. We talked about Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. These guys have shooters. They're, they're, they're teams that can score. However, you know, both these franchises want to grind it out. Both these coaches want to grind it out. Eric Spolstra is, you know, essentially famous for his system defensively. So um, I like that a lot as well, taking the under in this game, or at least not taking the over. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going to take uh, the under or not, but I'm definitely not taking the over here. I really like Miami Heat tomorrow. Uh, minus three and a half is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing some minus four as well. I think it's going to be uh, about a seven or eight point game. Uh, this Heat team is—they're a good team, man. They're—they're they're very deep. They have you know a, a real good star, uh, a great leader in Jamie Butler. They've got a, a savvy veteran, Goran Dragic. You mix in some young guys there, and Kendrick Nunn and, and Tyler Hero, and an ascending big man in Bam Adebayo. I just think this team uh, has way too many guns for the Indiana Pacers to handle. T.J. Warren, great call on taking the under there. He's going to be uh, about three or four points too high, especially with Jimmy Butler defending him. And uh, I get your logic on Jimmy Butler there. 20 and a half points, though, is, is uh, I think it's a fair line, so I'm going to stay away from that one. But I do like the Heat. I'm minus three and a half there, and uh, I do like them to win the series. I don't know if there's value in minus 325, but uh, I would take the Heat in five, which means you can get them at plus 270. So not a ton of value there. But I do like the Heat tomorrow at minus three and a half. Now, I don't have anything, Chris, from this Thunder Rocket series. Not only is there injuries from Russell Westbrook, but these two teams have a lot of bad blood. Of course, Westbrook was traded for Chris Paul. Chris Paul was on the Rockets for several years, and it was very good there. And honestly, I just can't figure out either of these two teams. And you have P.J. Tucker starting at center for the Rockets, missing you know 10 corner threes a game for them. Uh, <laughs> You've you got this Thunder team that somehow is very competitive despite uh, having a relatively unknown cast of characters. I mean, SGA, Shea Gilders, Alexander... Uh, Los Angeles basketball fans know, of course, from his time uh, with the Clippers. There, there's talent there. Billy Donovan's doing a hell of a job coaching. Uh, I'm just going to stay away from this. I, I, I just can't figure it out at all. Do you have any thoughts on, on either the series or game one between the Thunder and the Rockets? One but and one bet only. And this is fun because this doesn't always happen. James Harden over four and a half three-pointers at plus 105. If I can bet James Harden plus odds to score points, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> uh, it's not exactly <laughs> super. Yeah, not exactly super mathematical here. I wouldn't say that's good value or anything like that, but I just, I looked at it, I said, wow, plus odds, James Harden, who's going to shoot 14 three-pointers tomorrow. Uh, possible he misses 12 of them, for sure. He's done that before. Uh, but I just like, I like plus odds. This is one of those fun ones where you can cheer for it as far as what happens in the games. Who the hell knows, right? Uh, Russell Westbrook could keep the ball and shoot 55 times because he's Russell Westbrook. Um, although I do think uh, the Rockets have done a really good job of kind of calming that I'm Russell Westbrook, I'm going to take a million shots, uh, part of his DNA. But I like it. I like being able to cheer for James Harden, shooting the ball a million times, which he's going to do because that's the way they win. Um, but that's it's actually a game I'm really interested in uh, to see how they play. I think there is some value in the under as well because I, I just get the feeling that Part of the Thunder's philosophy here is going to be to slow the game down so that Houston can't... I mean, everybody wants to do this, right? But the Thunder might actually do it because the guy controlling the pace is Chris Paul and he's a veteran and 225.5 is, is certainly reachable. But if I can get 225.5 minus 105 when I think the Thunder are going to take 23.5 seconds as often as they can, um, I like I like my odds on that. 
Russell Westbrook out for game one. So a great pick there from Chris Lure. You can find him on Twitter at Lou Mandingo Rock. You can find myself, Sam Maxwell, on Twitter at smaxwell713. And that's a good point, Chris. Without Russell Westbrook, there's going to be a lot more usage for James Harden. He could have one of those games where he just distributes the hell out of the ball. But he could also have one of those games where he takes 15 three-pointers and no one would be surprised. Um, there's just too much firepower in both these teams for me to suggest taking the under. But you know, it seems like a relatively fair line. So you have that one pick from that series. And finally, Chris, we have the number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Orlando Magic. I'm seeing this at plus 11 or plus 12. The, as we mentioned earlier, the series odds heavily favor the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks. They're minus 8,000. So definitely no value in taking <laughs> the Bucks there. I do have a pick for this one. I like the Magic at plus 12. If you can find it at plus 12, I do think they're going to cover that. Plus 11, I still probably would take. The Bucks were not particularly impressive over those eight games. They're still, I think, the odds-on favorite to win the NBA championship, specifically because of their path. They're well-coached. They can defend. They can hit threes. However, knowing that this is not going to be the most difficult series, I do think they come out there a little bit slow. I think this is going to be one of those series where uh, the Bucks. Easily win in four or five, but these games are closer than you think. And so I do like the Magic. This is a young team that's hungry. They want to go out there and prove themselves. Not that it matters, but obviously being there in Orlando, they, you know, maybe there's a little bit of pseudo home court. Obviously not. I'm just kidding. But um, I, I just think that this Magic team is good enough to keep it uh, within a few possessions until late in the fourth quarter when the Bucks take over. So I'm going to take the Magic at plus 12, all the way down to plus 11. But if it goes down below that, uh, take that one off your board. What are your thoughts on this one here, Chris? Yeah, this is a, could either spell disaster or massive uh, victory for the both of us. I'm looking at the Magic plus 11 at plus 121. I'll gladly take that. Um, yeah, I think the Bucks are going to win with ease. Don't be one of those people. You always hear these stories about somebody betting $250,000 on a favorite like the Bucks minus 8,000. Winning $25 when you risk 80000 is not a good idea. Don't ever do that. Um, don't bet that way. That's the opposite of value betting. That's almost a sucker bet because it's just the value. The, winning the $25 when you risk your life savings is just not worth it. Please don't ever bet that way. Uh, but I agree with you. I just think I think the Bucks are going to be cruising, uh, and I could definitely see kind of a late you know, 18-point lead with nine minutes left in the fourth, and, and the Bucks are basically sitting everybody, and the Magic kind of slowly chip away, slowly chip away, and you know, the Bucks win by nine. Um, so I would take them plus 11, plus 12 when you're getting plus odds. That's just, that's just a lot of points for a professional team in what is, uh, you know, a neutral site for both of them. Another just real quick thing I want to point out, uh, when you're live betting this game, keep in mind, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the best player in the NBA, the best player in the Milwaukee Bucks, the guy who's very likely to be fouled at the end of the game is a very, very poor free throw shooter. So there is and will be value on the magic plus odds down the stretch there. Uh, if, you know, if it's a six, seven point game and they're constantly fouling Giannis, I do think the magic can, can trim points there. So that's a good live betting opportunity that uh, I just, just kind of came to my mind as well. So, well, there you have it guys. That is, uh, you know, the first round series and the first games, uh, at least the second day of the first games for the NBA playoffs. We weren't able to get you today's uh, four games and the four series that have already begun, but Hopefully, this is the start of a very successful campaign for the Believe in Betting LA podcasters uh, in the NBA playoffs. And again, we got football coming up. We've got hopefully some college football coming up, maybe some college basketball. We'll see. Sports in the era of COVID is always interesting, uh, but hopefully, you guys have a nut to whet your appetite there. Any final thoughts here, Chris, on episode 51 of Believe in Betting LA? 
how do you feel about the Big Ten canceling football? Too early, too late, just right, smart move, sad, should have waited. What do you, what do you think they, what do you use your feeling on them as a, as a whiskey football man yourself? <laughs> well, you know, first and foremost, I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm obviously very disappointed in the season being canceled. It'll be the first fall without Wisconsin football since 1888. So we're looking back you know, 132 years. So it's definitely different. And look, this is, uh, you know, this is something that I knew probably was going to happen even way back in March and April. I just didn't think that they were actually able to get this together and to do it. And, um, you know, I, I just don't think they handled it particularly well. There's a brand new commissioner, Kevin Warren, and I read an article that kind of joked around this isn't baptism by fire for him, which is the common, uh, you know, thing that most people say is baptism by blowtorch, which is a, <laughs> a great piece of journalistic work. Um, very difficult decision. You know, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten were always kind of in bed with each other. They always kind of wanted to do what the other was going to do. You know, we saw lots of other conferences, all the FCFs conferences, um, you know, the Ivy League and a bunch of others, Mac football, all cancel it for, for good reason. And that's because they just didn't know that they could protect their players. And uh, look, a lot of these players want to play. A lot of these coaches want to play. A lot of these fans want to play. Man, I, I want to see these guys play more than anyone else uh, or as much as anyone else. I can't say more. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, there are bigger things in football, and you know, while this is going to negatively affect a lot of people, not just the athletes, but the full-time employees of the stadiums, the coaches yep. that are all going to take breaks, not just the football players and the football teams and the football recruits, but unfortunately all of the non-revenue sports that are going to be canceled because these schools are estimated to lose 80 to $100 million for not having a football season. It's really sad, and uh, you know, I just wish it, would be, it was different. Uh, would I like to see them push, you know, kick the can down and push the decision back a couple weeks, a couple months? Sure. You know, I would have loved that. I would have loved a little bit more transparency with the decision-making process. But, you know, ultimately, these guys are doing what they feel is best for, you know, their student-athletes, their students, and, and their players, and their coaching staffs. And, uh, you know, you have to just accept it. And this is, this is life. And, uh, you know, this is the time that we're living in. Just be grateful that we have things like the NBA, uh, like baseball, even though it's on thin ice. Like, you know, even if we have the SEC, um, you know, you can't take these things for granted because, as we know, we had four months without any sports at all. We're having, you know, a full probably year without college football. So uh, it's difficult. There's a lot of things that I wish were different this year, and I'm sure all of you listening out there do as well. And uh, it is what it is. We got to move on and make the best of it. And, and that's why we're talking about NBA basketball today. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Stay safe, everybody. All right, guys. Well, everyone, hopefully, stay safe. Wear a mask. Keep listening to us, health officials. Keep listening to this podcast if you want great NBA picks and beyond. Uh, for SAG Capital, for the Blue Podcast Network, for Chris Lewart. I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you guys for listening, and have a great day. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM.